You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone, and thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences, and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have Eric Paulson from the Institute for Gene Therapies on with me. He is the chairman um, for IGT, as we'll call it today. Um, He uh, is a former congressman who served from 2009 to 2019 as a leading member of the House Ways and Means Committee, which has jurisdiction over healthcare, economic, and trade policy. He currently serves as chairman of the Institute for Gene Therapies, which is a 501c4 that brings together experts across the healthcare system to advocate for a modernized policy framework that encourages transformative innovations, promotes patient access, and codifies transparent reimbursement practices. As a member of Congress, Eric was the chairman of the Joint Economic Committee focusing on innovation, entrepreneurship, digital trade, and other key economic issues. He also served as co-chair of the House Medical Technology Caucus and is a passionate advocate for innovative life science and medical technologies, the benefits they provide to patients, and the hundreds of thousands of jobs they support. In addition, Eric was a member of the Deputy Whip team and co-chaired the Digital Trade Caucus and the Transatlantic Trade and Investment Partnership Caucus to promote international trade. Prior to his service in Congress, Eric was a member of the Minnesota State Legislature, where he served as House Majority Leader. He has over 16 years of business experience, including working as a business analyst at Target Corporation, He received his bachelor's degree in mathematics from St. Olaf College and resides in Eden Prairie with his wife and their four daughters. Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, Lauren, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So let's talk about Institute for Gene Therapies. What is it? Well, and you kind of outlined a a couple of highlights there, but the Institute for Gene Therapies, or IGT, as you mentioned, we were established in response to the growing number of gene therapies that are being developed now to help patients. And so we formed just three years ago as an organization, and, and we do advocate for modernized policies to help patients access transformative gene therapies. And this means having a regulatory and reimbursement framework in place that will encourage the development of gene therapies and then promote patient access. Now, now this is really important because, you know, despite the promise that gene therapy holds for the healthcare system and helping patients with rare diseases, there still is a lot of work that needs to be done to ensure that the healthcare system itself is keeping up with the science. So IGT now is bringing together all these experts across the healthcare system via three different advisory councils. We have an advisory council consisting of corporate leaders in this budding field. We have a scientific, academic, and medical uh, advisory council, which are the entities such as the University of Penn Gene Therapy Program. And then, of course, we have the patient advocates as a council in the rare disease community. And that includes the Huntington's disease patients advocates, uh, many like yourself. 
I should part of it. Well, and I should mention also too, you know, it, it is our advisory council members that each do serve a, a critical role in ensuring that patients can access gene therapies now and in the future. So we're helping bring together the different stakeholders from across the system to have really important conversations about how Congress and regulators can address the access issues that gene therapy and patients are facing and, and then create more educational resources for those policymakers and patients, the media, and ultimately the public. Awesome. Let's go back a bit. Let's talk about what a gene therapy is. Yeah, you know, it's, that's a really good question because gene therapies are changing the way we are treating diseases. You know, they actually are targeting the cause of the disease directly at the DNA level rather than mitigating the symptoms to, to essentially create long-lasting change in the body. So at the most basic level, think of gene therapy as either adding removing or changing DNA in patients, maybe like replacing a bad gene with a good gene or removing a bad gene. And, and after more than 20 years now of really careful study in this field, gene therapies are making their way through the FDA approval process. So the first approved gene therapies are already changing the way conditions such as inherited blindness or some muscular diseases like SMA and blood diseases like beta thalassemia are treated. The promise of gene therapies will fundamentally change how we're approaching many different types of treatments. And, and this is an incredibly exciting time for innovation. So I think six gene therapies have been approved by the FDA so far. Um, and there are many more in development right, right now with over 800 clinical trials underway in the United States. And this is really about giving some rare disease patients uh, hope ultimately. So really exciting stuff happening in this field. Absolutely. And we're very lucky in the HD community because we have multiple pharmaceutical companies that are working on gene therapies for us right now. Um, the biggest of which, um, you know, most people know of is Roche Genentech, you know, is working on Toma Nursen and um, we have Wave Life Sciences and a bunch of other ones that are, are currently working on gene therapies. So this work is, is huge for the HD community. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm so excited about what IGT is doing. Um, so what challenges are we facing in regards to gene therapies right now? Well, you know, one of the biggest challenges is, is just making sure the healthcare system's keeping pace with the advancing science. I kind of mentioned that earlier. So that we are making sure we're ensuring that there's access, that there's coverage, and that there's a reimbursement system in place so that patients can actually access gene therapy treatments. You know, the nature of gene therapies as potentially one-time, uh, potentially long-lasting treatments for some of the most severe and rare diseases creates very unique reimbursement and payment challenges. So if, if, if you look at it simply, our healthcare system just hasn't been able to handle gene therapies. It's not kept up with the science. Instead, it's really been set up to account for treatments that are delivered over a patient's lifetime, over a long period of time. So you may see headlines around a new gene therapy that might focus on a high cost, for instance, but people do need to appreciate or understand that these potentially one-time therapies can ultimately save patients and our healthcare system a lot of money in the long run. And so getting our healthcare system to transition to more of a value-based care system is going to be increasingly important to recognize the full value that gene therapies offer. So that's kind of where IGT has been working ultimately successfully right now for the implementation of some, some new value-based payment arrangements where payment might be tied to a patient's actual outcome after receiving a therapy. You know, we're also very supportive of efforts to 
maybe facilitate payment over time arrangements, for instance. Um, it, it really does show you how flexibility is important, and that's not really built into the system right now. Um, we recently, as an organization at IGT, released our gene therapies value principles, um, and those were developed with really close input from all of our advisory council members. And these are principles that take into account uh, the elements that were deemed most valuable to patients that the healthcare system uh, needs as well, and, and ultimately society. So these changes do require action by policymakers and government and CMS, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the FDA Congress. And we're really working with all those different stakeholder groups uh, in this space. How would our community get involved with, with making a change in this space? Um, because obviously patient, patient experiences and, and their feedback is very important. Um, so how would we get involved? Really, it's, it's very, very important. You know, the rare disease community's voice is really key in the conversations around gene therapy because, you know, there are so many rare diseases that are genetically based and therefore ultimately they're the ones that are going to be benefiting from this, this new therapy and these new discoveries. Most recently in Congress, it's worth mentioning now on a bipartisan basis, we've had representatives Guthrie, Joyce, Miller-Meeks, SU and Auchincloss. This is a bipartisan group of members from across the spectrum um, that have introduced that value-based payment arrangement legislation. It's called the MVP Act, um, which is a very important bill for the gene therapy space that would build on the work that CMS has done, which has established more clear pathways for that value-based purchasing arrangement dynamic for manufacturers and payers and providers. So I would really encourage, and we at IGT are encouraging um, uh, advocates in this space to educate themselves about value-based purchasing arrangements or these VBPs, these VBAs, uh, and then encouraging members of Congress to support this legislation. You know, Congress gets um, um, uh, unfocused on a lot of opportunity to do good uh, to help people because uh, headlines in different space, but this is an opportunity on a bipartisan basis to make a real big difference. And the most important thing at the end of the day is going to be the education about why gene therapies are being so unique and why we need the healthcare system to keep up with science. And so it's a complicated field, but having the rare disease community and, and voice out there and educating others and engaging your networks is really key to making sure that there's a better understanding of the nature of these transformative therapies. And we can see those meaningful changes come to help patients. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so do you find benefit in like in the community writing letters, um, even calling the offices and just really showing support for for the legislation and, and getting their representatives to um, to be on board as well? It, it's very true that phone calls, emails and especially letters with personal stories and anecdotes um, can have a very powerful impact on a member of Congress and um, especially those patient stories because they are very memorable. Um, they can be a very memorable experience that a member of Congress will remember that contact they've had from a constituent. So reaching out to your member of Congress or an elected official on an issue like this absolutely can make a difference. And I can say that firsthand for someone who worked with a lot of different rare disease advocates on, on rare disease day and, and some of the advocates that came to the Hill. I always will remember those uh, personal connections and the stories that the patients told. That's how you, it's better than just a a one-page chart that you might leave with a member of Congress, but it's the personal story as a patient in particular, or as a caregiver that's working with the patient that a member of Congress and elected official will remember and then 
um, hopefully um, engage a little bit more meaningfully on the issue. Yeah, the HD community is very familiar with the, with having to uh, having to communicate with um, Congress and and everything about issues. You know, we did a huge push for the HD Parity Act. So, you know, this is just next steps for us to to be able to um, have another avenue for advocacy. Um, so, I'm very excited about what's going on and that we're encouraging just something that's very positive already. You know, we know this is the future. Um, gene therapies are are the future and to have um, someone like you and, and IGT uh, really on board helping to um, make this easier for patients and families is amazing. Yeah, no, it, it really is an exciting time in this new frontier of medicine. And so uh, think of all those folks with that uh, have, have had the tragedy from a rare disease perspective in their family or, or, or knows a patient. This is a real opportunity where we're going to see new transformative medicines actually bringing cures to market, and it's happening right now in real time. Absolutely. Mr. Paulson, do you have anything, uh, any final thoughts for us before I let you go? Well, I think it's probably just worth mentioning that it uh, would be, I would advocate visiting the IGT website, which is gene-therapies.org. Um, follow us on our social media accounts, of course, on Twitter or LinkedIn. But ultimately, by visiting our website, there's a lot of basic information in there and also some pertinent information about how to engage with elected officials and what IGT is involved in with all of our different advisory councils. So um, bottom line is, Laura, we are really excited that you've joined IGT as a member as well of our Patient Advocacy Advisory Council. And I really have enjoyed spending some time with you today. I'm truly honored. And for those in the HD community that are listening, um, you know that you can always get a hold of me if you are interested in contacting or writing a letter, um, Congress or your representative. Um, you know, Katie and Katrina are amazing at it as well. We are always willing to help you. So don't uh, don't be scared to reach out to us at Help for HD as well to um, to get those started because this is a big issue. This is something as we have things um, getting approved, especially now that Perlenia is so close that we need to be thinking about, you know, how are we going to pay for these medications so we can get them? Um, this is a this is a real deal. So IGT is there to help. They've got a ton of information um, and Help for HD is always there to help as well. And I want to thank Eric Paulson for coming on to, uh, to talk with us today. Um, for those listening, next week begins HD Awareness Month. So make sure that you guys are tuning in for some great shows. It's really going to be like HD uncut series the whole month. Um, so make sure that you guys are tuning in. Contact us if you'd like to share your story and, and bring awareness to what you are dealing with in your own lives um, and the struggles that you guys are facing. Um, so we can get that out there for you for HD Awareness Month. And until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.help4hd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.